are glad that you joined us today. God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we want to hear about it. If you've been impacted by Fuel Church, share your story with us by emailing mystory at thefuelchurch.com. And to learn more about our worship experiences, visit our website at www.thefuelchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Well, today is uh, the conclusion of our four-part series um, called Summer Playlist. And what we've been doing uh, for the last couple weeks is uh, taking a popular song and culture and pulling some spiritual truths from them. Um, If you couldn't be here in the last couple weeks, I do encourage you, um, you can go to the website or the app to hear those messages, get caught up. Or you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play, and uh, you can get caught up on this series. Today, I want to talk to you about this, how God's grace transforms our heart, heals our brokenness, and rewrites our story. Come on. I'm excited about it. I'm going to talk to you today about how God's grace transforms our heart heals our brokenness, and rewrites our stories. Does that sound good today? Colossians chapter 2, verse 13. I love this translation, the way it reads. Discover the depths of our brokenness and the heights of God's love for us. Even out of the dust of our lives, God can, God can make beautiful things. Oh, I love this about God, that he can take the broken seasons and the broken times of our lives and he can pour his love in to make us whole again. It, it, it almost is a picture of like a puzzle all scattered out and God takes his love and he just pours it in and, and, and his love is the glue that puts us all back together. I love that about God. It says he takes the dust or the dirt of our lives. You got any dirt in your life? Come on now. You got any past dirt in your life? Yeah. He can take that and he makes beautiful things out of it. Oh, he makes beautiful things out of it. This, my friend, is called the beauty of grace. The beauty of grace. And I want to talk to you about it today because there is no sin so great There is no bitterness so deep that God's grace cannot transform one's heart and rewrite their story. Did you hear that? There is no sin too too great. There is no bitterness so deep that God's grace cannot transform one's heart and rewrite their story. He's a God not only of a second chance, but a third chance and a tenth chance and a million chance. Come on, does anybody need more than ten chances with God? The rest of you are lying and we got a special room in the basement for you at the conclusion of our time. Special room. It's awesome. It's all set up just for you. Been working all week on it. Listen, because of God's grace... Because God's grace, rather, is greater than any past mistakes, failures, or regrets. I said, God's grace is greater than any past failures, mistakes, regrets, or messes that you've made of your life. His grace is greater. Someone say, His grace is greater. His grace has changed us. God's grace has changed us. Us. 
I want to talk to you today about being changed. Not only have we been changed, past tense, but we are present tense, future tense, being changed. We are becoming all that Christ has called us to be. We're not there yet, so don't get nervous when you see my journey. Don't judge my journey for where I'm at now because it has little to do with the destination and more to do with my journey getting to the destination. See, 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 we are a church that does not judge the journey. So you may be at a different place or space on your journey. We will never look down on you for where you're at on your journey because we all have a story. We all, we all have a past. We've all, we've all had struggles in our life. And you don't know what that person who just walked through the door today has been through and what they've faced and the abuse that they've went through and the ridicule they've went through all their life. And so we ain't a church that judges your journey. We just say, get on the journey and watch God continue to change you while you're on the journey. Yeah, it's going to be good today. I hope you're ready to shout me down because I'm going to preach real good. (laughs) I'm feeling this in my bones today. Jeremiah says it's like fire shut up in my bones. Woo! Don't get nervous. Don't get nervous. I'm not going to run. But here's what I need you to know. Here's what I need you to know. We are, we have been changed because of the cross. Because of the redemption, that word means to buy back. You see, we were lost. We were set aside on the shelf of sin, and God came by, and he was shopping, and he said, I see something in him. I see something in her. I'm going to give my only son to die upon them. I'm going to redeem them to bring them back in right relationship with me. But I'm not only going to redeem them, I'm going to set them free. I'm going to start them on a journey following me. And until they see my face again in heaven, I'm going to continue to take them from glory to glory, from faith to faith. I'm going to continue to change them. Don't judge my journey. I'm a work in progress. I was at a restaurant the other week and I went to use the restroom and it said, it said, it it said, it, this is closed. Uh, It's a work in progress, rather. It said, said, work in progress. We're making this bathroom beautiful for you. And I thought about that. I thought about that, that you and I are a work in progress. And what God is doing, he's making us beautiful from the inside out. He's doing a work in us, and he's continually changing us. You say, your family members, look, why do you go that fuel church? What's that kind of name? Never heard of that. That's weird. What do they do there? We don't sacrifice people. Come on, we quit that last week. Well, what are the lights and the smoke? Where's the smoke? Oh, there's a smoke room back there. You should have joined us earlier. We chiefed out. It was fun. If you're religious, you're probably not going to like this place. I'm sorry. We laugh. We have fun. We go to God's word. We repent of our sins. Yes, we do. But we love Jesus. I don't even know where I was, but I'm sure having fun today. First and second. Huh? We are being changed. We are in the process of being changed. Work in process, making this bathroom beautiful. That's your life. That's my life. We're a work in progress. I'm I'm not where I want to be. I'm, I'm not where I currently want to be, but I'm sure not where I used to be. So, 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 so don't judge my worship. 
when my hands are up and tears running because you don't know my used to be. You don't know the story of how God delivered me from depression and suicide. You don't know the story. You don't know the pain that someone next to you is facing. So don't judge their worship. Don't judge why, why they get excited about God because God is changing them from glory to glory. I feel like preaching today. Stomp on the devil's head. We, 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 we are being changed. We are being changed. We are being changed. So, 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 you're not where you want to be right now. I get that. I get that. I get that. But, 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 but you're being changed day by day. As, as you hear God's word, faith is being built. As you hear God's word, doubt is disappearing. As you come to God's house, as you open that book, as you get into worship, you are being changed. You are being changed, whether you see it or not. You are being changed. And today our song comes from that message. It's a song by Rascal Flatts called Changed. Check it out. I came up out of the water, raised my hands up to the Father, gave it all to Him that day, fell anew and kissed my face, walked away, eyes wide open, could finally
was powerful. I've been changed. I've been changed. I'm being changed. Uh, hmm. Our text is found in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Help me, Holy Spirit. I have a lot to say, not enough time. It says this. I want you to follow along on the screen. It's a long text, but follow with me. This is talking about the change that took place. Because of this decision, what decision? The decision to follow Christ, to surrender it all to him. We don't evaluate people by what they have or how they look. Amen. We looked at the Messiah that way once and we got it all wrong. As you know, we certainly don't look at him anymore that way. Now we look inside. I love this. And what we see is that anyone united with the Messiah gets a what? Fresh start. Is created new. The old life is gone. A new life burgons or begins, it means. Look at it. All this comes from the God who settled the relationship between us and him. And then he called us to settle our relationships with each other. God put the world square with himself through the Messiah, giving the world a fresh start by offering forgiveness of sins. God has given us the task of telling everyone about what he is doing. We're Christ's representatives. God uses us to persuade men and women to drop their differences and enter into God's work of making things right between them. We're speaking for Christ himself now. Become friends with God. I love how this reads. He's already a friend with you. How, you ask? In Christ. How, you ask? In Christ. Someone say, in Christ. God put the wrong on him who never did anything wrong so we could be put right with God. This right here is the foundation of our faith. That we come to Christ and we accept the finished work of Calvary. We accept this gift of grace and a new life begins. I love this because it talks about a lot of things in these scriptures. And he ends it all with this. It's all done in Christ. Someone say, in Christ. A few things this scripture tells us is this. And the only way for us to line up with this is when we are in Christ. Because we can't do it on our own power. We can't do it on our own power. But the first thing we see in the, in the first few verses is we don't look down on others if their financial status isn't where ours is. Not in Christ. All are equal. We don't, we don't, we don't have racial prejudice in Christ. I don't care what your daddy told you growing up. I don't care about the learned behavior you have. You're in Christ now. You're in Christ now. There is no prejudice. There is no racial profiling in Christ. There is no financial status profiling in Christ. There, there, it, it doesn't happen in Christ. We, the next thing we see is we forgive those who hurt us in Christ. You can't do it in your own power. You can't forgive those who hurt you as a child, as a teenager, as an adult. Last week, this week, you can't forgive them in your own power. you got to do it in Christ. It's his power. It's his power. It's his power, not your power. The next thing we see is we are to tell others what he did for us in Christ. We are now his, 
his ambassadors. We are now his mouthpiece here on earth. We are the expression. The church is the expression of God's love here on earth. Jesus isn't here. He sent his Holy Spirit now to dwell in us and for us now to go out and express the love, grace, and hope found in his son Jesus. In Christ. It's all done in Christ. And the last thing we see is that we have been changed in Christ by this amazing grace. I call it the beauty of grace because it's so beautiful when you think about what God has done in our lives and how he has changed us. And I just want to take a few minutes here to give you a few points, a few walk away things that you can apply to your life today when it comes to the beauty of grace. And I'll probably spend more time on the first one than, all, than the other two. But the first thing you need to know is that everyone is broken. Can I camp out here for a minute? Everyone is, life is filled with broken seasons. Life is filled with times of doubt, times of fear, times of sorrow, and times of pain. Within a second, brokenness comes knocking at our door. Unexpected. We didn't expect this, but it's there. Did you know that Jesus was broken before the cross? Did you know that he had a moment where he was sad? A moment where brokenness overtook his physical body? Yeah, it's found in Matthew chapter 14, verse 13. And here was Jesus, and the disciples come running up to Jesus, and they said, Jesus, we got some sad news. Your best friend, your cousin, John, he just got beheaded. He's dead. The Bible says that Jesus, from that point on, gets in a boat and he launches out into the boat alone. It says he was alone. It says that he had to deal with some inner emotional struggles because here he was, his friend, his cousin, the forerunner, the one who came before him, the one who prepared the way. You remember, right? John came and said, listen, don't, don't look at me. There's one that's coming after me who's Air Jordan sandals. I'm not worthy to latch. Come on, somebody work with me. Air Jerusalem sandals, you know, he's coming. He's the Messiah. He's the one you need to worship. It's not me. Jesus shows up on the scene at the River Jordan, and Jesus says, John, here I am. And John's saying, hey, baptize me. I'm ready. Jesus said, no, you need to baptize me. Jesus is baptized right there at River Jordan, the first thing that ever happens in his earthly ministry. This was John, the one that he had those intimate conversations with. This is John, his cousin. This is John, who he shared His thoughts with, this is John, you guys. He gets in the boat and the Bible says that he launches out to be alone. This was the Son of God feeling broken. Feeling broken. I I, I need to make a public service announcement for some of you. You need to allow yourselves to break. I need to tell somebody today. That was taught, I got to always have it together. That was taught by your father, your mother. Never let them see you break. Never let them see weakness. Never let them see when you're struggling. 
I need to tell you today that you need to allow, I need to give you permission that there will be moments and there will be seasons of your life where you need to break. I feel this today like I've never felt a message before right now. I need to let you know that, that, that this emotionless, this callous, I'm good all the time, never show weakness, must always be tough. I, I need to let you to know you need to break. I, I, need, I didn't say you need to stay in a state of brokenness, but I need to let you know there are times and seasons in our life where we need to be allowed to break. We, we ask you, how are you doing? And every response we get is great. God is good all the time. We, we use Christian, Christianese is what I call it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, brother. I'm doing great. God is good all the time. Now you just got in an all out World War III on the way to church over where you're going to eat after church. Your marriage is one toothpaste fight away from divorce. You just fought this week with your kids on which way to put the toilet paper. Does it go over or underneath? You ain't good. But you've been taught a learned behavior growing up. Never show weakness. And you've even been taught by some churches, oh, you'll always be full of faith and power. Always be full of faith. And I get that statement. I get that. But here was the Son of God. The Bible says the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And here was the Word broken. Here was the word that became flesh and dwelt among us, was tempted in all points as we are yet without sin. But here he was. Ah, tempted in all points as we are yet without sin is brokenness sin. There's your answer. There's your answer. Jesus was broken. The son of God, broken. Uh, uh, To me, I would say you're the son of God. You just multiplied fish and loaves. You just you know, put a dude's ear back on, like Peter chopped it off, and you just like said, oh, cool, I'll just plop that right back on like Mr. Potato Head, and we're all good. (laughs) To me, to me, I'm thinking you're the son of God. Go get John's head and put it right back on. But Jesus wanted to be able to identify with you and I. He was all, all points tempted as we are yet without sin. He wanted to be able to identify with the brokenness of humanity. So he got in the boat feeling broken. Have you ever been broken? Or is everything perfect? Pinterest perfect in your life? Is every day just awesome for you? Because it's not for me. There are times when we need to allow ourselves to break. When was the last time you got alone and just let it all out? What do you do when the unexpected hits your house? This was unexpected for Jesus. What do you do when death happens that you didn't expect? What do you do when a marriage ends that you didn't expect? What do you do when the finances, you don't even have enough to buy a dollar cheeseburger at McDonald's? What do you do then? Hmm? When's the last time you broke? Here, here, here's why. Here's why. Here's why I need you to hear this today because I need you to allow yourself to break because playing tough won't make it go away. And some of you have played tough all your life. Cracks me up. 
some of these dudes, all big, big muscles, bigger than mine, obviously. And they come in with this hard shell like they tough. You ain't tough. Then when you see those tough dudes, when Christ gets a hold of their heart, <laughs> they start weeping in his presence. Big Harley dudes coming in, surrendering their life, throwing drugs on the altar. Huh? Had a friend, pastor friend, had cocaine thrown on the altar last week. Big bag, cocaine, boom. Someone said, I'm done. I'm done with this life. I don't know who I'm talking to today. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but it's somebody. And God has already changed you, and you don't even know it. You're living a lifestyle you're not supposed to live. You're around people you're not supposed to be around. And God wants to set you free today. Hmm? Allow yourself to break. We need to find moments where, that we can break. We need to find people that allow us to break in front of them. Not everybody. I'm not saying every. We need to find people we trust. That we can give our intimate feelings and struggles to. And say, help me. I just need to let it out. Have you ever just had to let it out and you felt better after you let it out? Wasn't that amazing? Like, why didn't I do that a month ago? Like, I just cried like a little girl on the phone for an hour. I should have done this a month ago. But I waited. Because I was afraid of what someone would think of me. Just let it out. Let it out. Let it out. Hmm? Well, that's just not the way I am. I'm a, I'm a man's man. Really? Really? You're that hard? Really? You see, God can't fix what you fake. You like that? I'm going to preach probably till 6 o'clock tonight if you're okay with it. We're, we're taking orders for food here in a minute. We're taking orders for food in a minute, so they'll be by to grab it, your order. God can't fix what you fake. So we come in faking that we good. No, you ain't. You're broken, just like all of us. I said just like all of us, including the guy with the weird thing on his ear. We're all broken. We all got stories of brokenness. We've all been used, abused, and misused. You ain't the only one. You ain't the only one. We all have been there where we don't want to go on. We all been in that boat of brokenness that Jesus was in. I want to encourage you, Jesus didn't stay in that boat. Oh, there's more to the text and more to the context of the text. There's more to it. Because the Bible says this in verse 14 of Matthew chapter 14, verse 14, read it, read it for yourself later. We don't have time. It says this, that in verse 13, he stepped into the boat alone, broken. And he launched out to go to the other side. But in verse 14, it says that as he was reaching the other side, something happened. Something took place with Jesus. He had his season of brokenness. He had his season of weeping. His season where he just cried and let it, I mean, ugly cry. Y'all know what an ugly cry is? Like, ugly cry. Come on, you've seen those memes. Ugly cry. I mean, Jesus had an ugly cry. If Jesus had makeup, he didn't. He didn't. But if he had makeup, it would have been all messed up. He didn't have it, though. 
to submitting that. <laughs> Ugly cry. Gets to the other side, and as he looks on the horizon, the other side, there's thousands of people. And they heard about him. This guy who does miracles. This guy who will help us. This is the guy. This is the Messiah, the soon coming Messiah, the Savior of the world. And the Bible states this. The Bible states this. That, 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 that he gets to the other side, and as he gets out of the boat, the Bible says he has compassion on them. So, 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 so you have a season of brokenness, but don't stay in that. You have a season of mourning, but don't let a spirit of mourning come in. Don't let a spirit of mourning. He, he had the season where he broke to the Father, where he let it all out to the Father, just him and the Father in that boat. But then the next season was, I can't stay here. I got to compose myself and I got to get it together because somebody's depending on me. And the Bible says he was moved with compassion. Have you ever felt the Holy Spirit goose pimple? They're all over me right now. <laughs> Some of you are like, what's that? Just stay around here. You'll feel them. He was moved with compassion. So, so, so he had to, he, he, he had to compose himself. He, he, he had to say, okay, there is purpose in my pain. May I submit to somebody today, the childhood you faced, what you've been through in life, there is purpose in the pain that you have faced and the pain that you are facing right now. There, there's purpose. And you may not see it right now. You're on your way to the other side. You're, you're still in the boat, and that's fine. There's, but there is purpose on the other side. There is people counting on you on the other side. You can't stay broken forever. You can't stay in pieces forever. God wants to change you, and God wants to take you piece by piece by piece and put you back together again. He wants to do it for you, ma'am, mom, dad, young person, grandma, grand. He wants to do it for you. You say, you don't know my story. I've heard a lot of your stories. We all got brokenness. We all have it. Here's what I want to submit to you. You can stay broken or you can compose yourself and have compassion on others now out of that brokenness. And you can allow God to use your story to rewrite someone else's story. But you can't do both. But if, if, you, if you want to stay in the boat, God will let you. But really, his purpose and destiny is for you to get out of the boat. His plan for you is to step out and have compassion on somebody else. You ever met somebody? Here's the opposite side. We need to break. We need to have a season of breaking. I get that. Here's the opposite perspective. Have you ever met someone where they're broken over every little thing in their life? Like you touch them and they're like, ow, fragile, should just put that sticker, fragile. Like, I looked at you weird. Well, I had diarrhea. That's why I looked at you weird. I wasn't having evil thoughts about you. Settle down. Simmer, Cody. And, and they have this attitude like every little thing they do offends them. I'm offended. I'm offended at the church. I'm offended at what he said. I get that usually every week. <laughs> I love y'all, though. I'm offended. The lights. What do they think this is? A concert. 
Is this a club? Someone asked. Yeah, it's Fuel Club. Come and join us, man. It gets wild up in here. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. You got to stop living a life of brokenness. what, What was supposed to be a season, you turned into a life. And God said, no, 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 that was the season that you were in. You you were to break. Life didn't treat you well. Life didn't turn out the way you thought it would, right? You were mistreated. You were abused. You were talked about. You you were swindled out of something, a business deal, and and I need you to break, but, but you're not supposed to stay there. That's the season. The season needs to change. And you need to start seeing compassion on others. These people who don't compose themselves You ever notice that they blame everybody for everything in their life? They never take ownership. You ever been around somebody? It's like, dear God, you're blaming the sun, the rain. You're blaming the birds. You're blaming everything, the weather. You blame people for your state of brokenness that sometimes you caused on your own because of your wrong choices. They ain't ready for this message today. I came to help somebody. I really did. I came to help somebody. I know we like to have fun and we joke in church, but I really want you, every week, my desire is to help you. It's not just to have fun and enjoy the work. That's great. I want to help you in your journey following Christ. That's, that's my deepest prayer every day. Every time I step on the stage, I want to help somebody. I want to help somebody. Take their next step. Take their next step. But you can't take your next step when you live a life of brokenness. Stop being a broken record. People are tired of hearing it. Stop living a pessimistic lifestyle and looking at the glass half empty and start looking at it half. But why? Because there's somebody who's got it worse than you. There's somebody who's struggling with their kids at a deeper level than you are. There's somebody who's struggling in their finances like never before. It's worse than what you're so in their marriage, in their job. They're struggling. I, I, I've come to find out. I'll, I'll be 40 in a few months. Pray for me. I do need a big party, though, by the way. I'm just submitting that. It's January 21st, so get ready. Save up now. I've come to realize in almost 40 years of living that life really is about my perspective. See, see, I, I can look at my brokenness and I can own it. I'm not called to own my brokenness. I'm not called to sign on the dotted line. My brokenness should be passing through because what my brokenness is doing, (laughs) the Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels and the excellency is not of ourselves but of God. And this treasure sometimes feels like it's broken. But if we allow God to say, God, fix the broken treasure, the broken pieces of my life, he will take us through a season of brokenness and we will come out whole. We will come out better than we were before if we fight through the season. Do not be weary in well-doing for in due season, due season, you will reap in your marriage. You will, your kids are going to turn around. Yeah, your mind is going to stop those thoughts. That addiction is going to break in due season. You will reap if you faint not. Don't you dare give up in the middle of your brokenness. Don't you dare quit because somebody's on the other side waiting for you to have compassion. Somebody's waiting to hear your story. 
Somebody's waiting to hear your story. Do you understand that? My God, I think sometimes we think, oh, it's just the church's job to get the message of grace and Jesus out. No, no. If that's, if that's what this is about, we're closing up shop, we're done. It's, it's not just the, the pastor and, and the people in leading. It's you. It's you getting your story out. It's you sharing with your coworkers and your family and your friends. Why? Do we, do we want our church to grow for numbers? No, we never seek for numbers. Yes, it's growing. We praise God it's growing. It's a sign of life. We never seek for numbers. We seek for lives being changed. We seek for people encountering the beauty of God's grace like we encountered it. We seek for God taking people from the gutter of life and cleaning them up, giving them a fresh start, giving them a new life. Well, well, why do we always tell you invite someone so we can look good on our numbers and our book? No. We're not measuring nickels and noses. We're measuring hearts being transformed by the presence and power of an almighty God. Only he can change the human heart. My messages aren't good enough. The worship's not great enough to change the human heart. Only the presence of our Savior can change your marriage, can set the addict free, can heal somebody's home. I'm definitely off of my notes right now. So we ain't even going back there. Maybe. Everyone is broken. Everyone is broken. I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say today is I'm trying to give you permission to break. Because God can't fix what you fake. And on the other hand, I'm trying to tell somebody, you've been in the boat long enough. You've been in the middle long enough. You've been in the middle. Straddle long enough. Should I? Should I not? Should I forgive them? Should I not? That really hurt. They don't deserve it. You're right. And you didn't deserve to be forgiven. But God's blood forgave you. You're right. You're right. You're right. They don't deserve to be forgiven. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. But neither did I. Because it was my sin on that cross. It was my shame. It was my guilt on that cross. And he forgave me not once. He didn't change me once, but every day I'm becoming more like the one I'm following. Every day I'm being changed by the presence of my God. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm sure not where I used to be. And I just think we should be a church like never before. You say, are we struggling in this? No, we're not. But I think we should be a church like never before because what God is about to do in the fall, September and October, is like nothing you've ever seen in your life. Now I feel the Spirit of God saying this. Get ready. Put your seatbelt on. Get ready for the harvest that is going to come in. Get ready for your friends that you've been praying, your family that you've been believing God to get saved, the, the family members who are addicted to even heroin, marijuana, alcohol, prescription drugs, who are addicted to, to, to Facebook and, and, and valuing their life off of somebody's post. Those people are about to come, and they're about to be changed by the Spirit of God this fall. That's the word of prophecy for you today, in case you didn't know. It 
It's just strong in here. I don't know what else to say. I just, I feel something in here that I haven't felt in a long time. And maybe the church is new to you and you're just kind of like, what's going on? What am I feeling? That, that's the Holy Spirit. He's speaking to you. He speaks to all of us in a different way. I just want you to know where God has taken us, we got to have more grace than ever before for others that walk through these doors. Oh my gosh, we got to be a people of grace. Because I need grace, and you need grace, and they need grace. And their struggle may be different than your struggle, but we need to have grace on them because God had grace on us. God had grace on us. For all have sinned, the Bible says, and fallen short of the glory. Point number two, everyone needs grace. Everyone needs grace. No one is exempt from this. Everyone needs it. Everyone needs it. When we get the call of salvation at the end of service every week, It's not a call that, hey, if you come to God, he'll love you then and accept you. No, that's not it. I'm sorry, you were taught wrong theology. That is not it. It is a call that God already loves you. God already accepts you. Accept the free gift of salvation, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. For it is the gift of God, and it is nothing you can boast of of yourself. You can give a million dollars to the church, and I'll clap for you, and I'll pat you on the back and say thank you. You can come here every time the doors are open, but that will not get you salvation, my friend. It is receiving the free gift that Jesus put out for you and I to open up. And until we open that gift, we don't experience salvation. Ah, a few thoughts on grace. We might as well just go out with a bang. Grace cleans up what I messed up. Oh, come on. Grace isn't opposed to right living, but it empowers right living. Someone asked the other day, are you one of those grace churches? Uh, yeah, pretty much. We're not one of the law churches. You know, are you one of those, we're not one of the condemnation, guilt, and shame churches. We don't beat you up when you come through the doors. We challenge you with God's word because God's word always challenges us. I mean, you know, I I don't always like what God's word has to say about me. Do you? Oh, you like it? It's cool. Well, I don't. I don't want to bless those who hurt me. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to turn the other cheek. I want to punch the other cheek of the person. But maybe you're at a different level on your journey. I don't know. I'm not judging your journey. (laughs) I'm not judging it, A few thoughts on grace. Grace is the face love wears when it encounters my perfections. When rules become more important than grace, then rules will take precedent over relationship. Grace is undescribable, undeserving, unending, unfailing, unlimited, unbelievable. Grace is the face of Jesus Christ. Stand with me today. Hey, thanks for listening today. And maybe you're out there and maybe you feel far from God today. Maybe life has thrown you a curveball. You've taken some wrong turns. You've messed up. I'm here to tell you about God's love for your life. You know, it's real and it's for you. And and no matter what you've done, no matter where you've gone, God is there. His love is unconditional. And, and the Bible says that if you just confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you're saved. And I'm going to lead you through a prayer. And I just believe that if you say this prayer and mean it with your heart, the Bible says you're saved. And I want to encourage you to tell somebody about this decision. But just wherever you're at, just say, God, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Change me in Jesus' name. It's simple as that. And I encourage you, find a good local church. If if you can get to Fuel Church, get here. God is moving. God is doing some great things in the lives and families of the people that come here. But find a good church where you can grow in God. Until next time, God bless you. Have a great week.